get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Sounds like we've got Brett Hedekin, former NHL defenseman, current San Jose Sharks analyst via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Brett, thanks so much for the time, man. What would you think of that game last night? You know, I thought it was a pretty good game. You know, I thought both teams, uh, you know, held some momentum at times. And I think... You know, obviously the Sharks going down uh, that power play goal to start the hockey game. They fought their, themselves back into it. And then you got to give credit to where they, you know, tied the game late in the third period. And then they win it uh, with the Perron goal in overtime. So uh, hard fought game. I think, you know, some injuries on your guys' side. I think some injuries on the Sharks' side. They both found ways to have other guys step up. So all in all, you know, I think it was a step forward for the Sharks. Obviously, uh, you know, with the Blues where they sit right now ahead of the Sharks, in the standings, it was probably, you know, that additional point is continued to, to help them uh, move up the standings. You know, Brett, I know it's been a positive for the Blues to see another team that hasn't been the Arizona Coyotes because they played them what feels like every single game this season. But from the San Jose Sharks perspective, I know that they've kind of been moving around and adjusting their schedule because of this COVID uh, situation with this season. How much has been, how much has the Sharks been able to kind of overcome that adversity of the schedule always kind of being fluid and shifting around? Well, I, I think it actually served uh, them a benefit. You know, they started the season in Arizona. It's, speaking of Arizona, they because of Santa Clara County in California here in the Bay Area where San Jose resides in that county, they had shut down basically all, you know, sports activities and whatnot. And SAP Center was closed, and they couldn't even practice there. So they had to obviously do training camp in Arizona, just like the San Francisco 49ers had to play their remaining games down there as well. And that's where the Sharks started. So, you know, the first 12 games of the year were all on the road. Um, They were going to play the Vegas Golden Knights uh, as well. And then those two games were canceled. And they finally had a chance to come home for a few days, sleep in their own bed. And now, obviously, just played their first two home games last week. So, um, if anything, yeah, it's been fluid. Um, They've had a couple adjustments. But all in all, it was really good for that team to be able to kind of those two games be canceled and for them to finally get home, see their own families and kids and, you know, have a home-cooked meal and sleep in their own bed. Bro, what do you think the expectations are now moving forward to this team, now that they are at least in a little bit more of a rhythm and they've got a ton of home games coming up here pretty soon? Is this a team that can get get back into the mix of things in this West Division, or is this more of a transition year for them where maybe they don't make the playoffs, but they find out kind of what they have internally? What what are the expectations from here on out for for Sharks fans? Uh, you know, you're, you're asking the perfect question because that's the question. I mean, is this team going to be able to find their rhythm, continue on that rhythm, and be able to make the playoffs, be one of those top four teams? I, you know, I think – 
you know, when you got Colorado, you got St. Louis, you've got Vegas, you know, your three teams should be there, you know, top three, if you will. I mean, that's what everybody's talking about. And I don't disagree. I think all three teams can, uh, can really be there. And I think all the rest of the teams in the West are fighting for that fourth and, and final spot. And can St. Uh, you know, the San Jose Sharks capture it. I think the one thing I'm looking at this roster and, you know, the goaltending of Martin Jones was pretty good last night. He's been real inconsistent over the last few years. He's trying to find his game. Devin Dubnik has now been added since uh, from the Minnesota Wild. Um, he's gotten off to a pretty good start. Hasn't had any success on the win column because he hasn't had any goal support the nights he's been in there. He's got a 917 save percentage. I think he's played very well. But when you look at the roster overall, and to answer your question about, you know, what's the expectations of this group, the expectations are is to make the playoffs. I think they have a good enough team. The problem I'm having here right now is I haven't seen a full lineup in there where they've played every guy is firing at all cylinders. Now, last night at times I saw four-line rhythm. I saw six defensemen making things happen and goaltender making good saves. With those ingredients, this team can get themselves back into a playoff mix, but they just can't have any player at this time with a 56-game schedule taking nights off. They just can't have it. How much of a, a, a buzzkill has it been, Brett, with Eric Carlson's injury? I know this is kind of a growing injury that has been nagging him for the last couple of seasons, but that does take away a big identity piece of this team, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, he's got no goals on the season. He's, he's, uh, he's got four assists, and here's a guy, a two-time Norris Trophy-winning defenseman. He's been known to put up huge numbers and, and lots of goals during the course of the year. And since coming over to San, San Jose, he hasn't scored very much. Um, this year, I mean, he just hasn't shot the puck nearly enough. He's looking for plan B and plan C instead of just going on his instincts and throwing pucks at the net, being aggressive, shutting his brain off. And he's been, a, I have to say it, he's been a disappointment, I think, for the Shark fans, he's, for the organization. I think he can give us more. Um, you know, with, with this nagging injury and some of the in, other injuries he's had since, you know, being signed by the Sharks, um, they need this guy to be the $11 million player that they signed him to be. And so far that hasn't happened. But, again, I think he's still got a lot of upside. I think he's a player that can still get back to that form. Um, but he's going to have to push himself now for the remainder of his career. As you know, as you get older in your career, it doesn't get easier. It gets harder, and you've got to train harder, and you've got to take more of a, a disciplined approach to your, uh, you know, your health, your rest, your nutrition, and your training, and, and hopefully he's going to be doing those things uh, moving forward. Former NHL defenseman, current San Jose Sharks analyst, Brett Hedekin, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Brett, I always enjoy getting the the perspective of somebody that's not here on a day-in, day-out basis on the Blues. I'm curious, in the games that you've seen so far this year against St. Louis, is there any particular player or is there anything about the Blues style this season that has stood out to you? What what really jumps off the uh, off the screen to you as you've watched these Blues versus Sharks games so far this year? Well, I think you guys have done a nice job, you know, you know, bringing guys like Jordan Cairo up. Uh, Oscar Sundquist, I think, has made some strides forward. Um, I, I think Ivan Barbashev, you guys talking about him a little bit, might be injured now uh, on IR. I think he's taken some uh, steps forward. I like Justin Falk, the addition of him. I really like Tory Krug pick up for you guys as well. So I think with you guys, with, with a healthy group, um, and the Stanley Cup experience and pedigree that you have of your veterans, 
and some of this new kind of youth that's kind of starting to backfill, if you will, um, you're a team that could really strike, you know, at the end of the season again. I, I think that you're a good team. Uh, you were you hit all of the strides the other the other year. Jordan Bennington coming in in January, and you guys roll him all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and win. Um, but overall, I like the balance of that you guys have with with some of your veterans and some of the young guys that are coming up from from the backside. You know, Brett, I'm curious. You mentioned Justin Falk, and, and us in St. Louis are very high on this guy, especially the season after. A lot of people were low on him because of the trade that kind of people compared to Alex Petrangelo. Are you seeing a different defenseman in Justin Falk? And more importantly, are you seeing somebody who not only can be a number one defenseman but can also kind of take the reins for this Blues team moving forward? I do. I, I think – you know, what, what Justin Falk has going for him is that he came from Carolina, and I know the way Rod Brindamore and how and what he expects from his team on a daily basis, not only on the ice, but off the ice. I know Justin Falk and the way he trains off the ice, and he trains with the guys that train me. And I know that the hardest I have ever trained in my career was with the guys, Jay Schroeder, that trains Justin Falk. And so um, I know that this kid's a trained individual, and I think he's only going to get better. He's averaging about 23.57, almost 24 minutes a game for you guys. He's leading the NHL in plus-minus. He's been on the ice for, what, 25 even-strength goals, which I think is one of the leaders in the NHL as well. Um, I think the more confidence he gets as he gets more comfortable being in St. Louis and being around his, this team, he's going to only get better. And so I, I, I think you've picked up a good player there. And, I, and obviously it's hard to lose Petrangelo, without question. But I think Justin Falk is a, is a younger player right now. He's got more upside in the long run. I think it was a good move for the Blues. Brett, one guy that I wanted to ask you about, maybe even not specifically about him, but players like this is Jordan Kyrou because he's 22 years old. He, for the first two years that he got time in, in the NHL, it's kind of start and stop, and it just didn't seem like he was totally 100% the guy that Craig Burby trusted out there. This year, it's been the opposite. He, he's playing more ice time. He's pr- producing at a really high level. He has six goals so far in 17 games. When you see these young guys that are able to take this kind of step, as a former player, what do you look for to know if this is sustainable? Is there anything that that we should be paying attention to as we're watching a player like Jordan Cairo to say, okay, this isn't just a flash in the pan. This is real, and it's he's going to be a guy that's here for years to come. Yeah, I think the one thing you can watch with a guy like Jordan Cairo is what he looks like on his tough nights, right? I mean, you, you know, the consistency at in the NHL is what you need to have. So if your A game isn't there some night, let's say you're banged up, you took a shot off the foot, you know, you've got no legs, and you're out there trying to make something happen. This is where a guy like Jordan Cairo is going to learn that he'll, you know, Baruby will trust him more and more on the nights that he doesn't have it. How else can he contribute? Can he block a shot? Can he take a hit to make a play? Can he get on the forecheck and, and take the body? Uh, use his speed to, you know, c- cause a turnover uh, at the right time. You know, I, I think that what young players, what I see today is – they think that because things are hard on a certain night, that boy, they can just kind of kind of go back in the shadows, right? And just kind of get through the game where, you know, back when we played, you couldn't do that, right? I mean, you couldn't fall back in the shadows. It was just, there was so much more expectation to kind of get involved in the game physically or whatever you had to do. And I think these young players have to be better at that. And I think Jordan Cairo is proving it. I mean, he's got 
what, six goals on the season, 14 points in the 17 games. Um, he's in a top six uh, forward role position. He's getting an opportunity, and he's proving it. Now he just has to find that consistency on the nights that he doesn't have his A game. Brett, we really appreciate the time today. People can give you a follow on Twitter, at your name, Brett, B-R-E-T, Hedekin. Always appreciate the time. Enjoy watching the Blues versus Sharks series, and all the best to you and your family, man. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Great talking St. Louis Blues hockey and Sharks hockey. Thanks, Absolutely. Brett. Same to you. That's Brett Hedekin joining us here on 101 ESPN.